0: Welcome back Brooklyn Nets fans. So today we're going to make a Brooklyn Nets trade ideas video because the trade deadline is this Thursday at 3 p.m. So I have about six, seven guys I think could potentially go to the Nets. So I'll throw those names out there. We have some more James Harden news, I guess. So Steve Nash was just asked before the Nuggets game this Sunday. Well, today. If James Harden will be traded Steve Nash said no I mean I've been a fan of a team that where the GM says the guy is not gonna be traded and is traded happens so you can't really trust what these guys say but as I said last video I'm still 60 40 that Harden is not traded so I'd still be a bit surprised if he is at this point but We'll find out what happens by Thursday. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Leave a like, it would help out a lot, and let's get into it. So on this graphic, we have what the Nets could offer. We have a list of Nick Claxon, Javon Carter, Joe Harris, Bruce Brown, some draft picks, and maybe some other guys I'm not even mentioning, but those are like the main guys who could be traded. And of course, who is available or could be available for the Nets to trade for. So we first start with... DeMontis, Sabonis, and Sabonis is a guy making $19.8 million per year right now. Well, that's his contract for this year, at least. And 25-year-old. And I do think in some aspects, like if James Harden stays, which it looks like he might, I think Sabonis would be a really nice pick-and-roll piece for James Harden. He's not really a vertical guy, but just working the pick-and-roll, finishing with that left hand, I think that Sabonis would actually have some positive impact on the Nets in that matter. The problem is he's not much of a shot blocker. You're not getting much of a defensive presence with Sabonis. Now, he does give you rebounding. He has like 12 rebounds per game, which is impressive, of course. Now, the Nets have had some moments this year where they do get out-rebounded. They're more of a small team. They have not really a natural center. I consider Sabonis more of a power forward, so it doesn't exactly help in that you know, sense. But at the same time, Sabonis will help you on the boards. He can knock down some straightaway threes. He has you know a bit of a mid-range game, but he's good at finishing at the rim. So it's not like a match made in heaven. And... If the Nets were going to trade for Sabonis, I'm assuming the Pacers, who I'm sure are leaning more towards a rebuild right now, having a very rough season, they would want a younger guy like a Nick Claxton, maybe a couple draft picks. Maybe to make the salary work, you might have to give Joe Harris. And at that point, is it even worth it? I would say probably not. So it depends what the return is. And look, the chances of Sabonis actually getting traded are kind of low, I feel like. So we'll see if that even happens. But I think Sabonis would not be the best fit for the nets especially since him and harden are lefties and like you don't want to have two guys clogging up the left side of the floor and the left block so that would not make much sense but it is a possibility but i think there are better fits than sabonis next we have a teammate of sabonis it's miles turner making 18 million dollars this year he has 2 years left on his contract both 18 million dollars so this year's 18 million next year's 18 million Also 25 years old. You're getting a bit of a different player here. Now, the problem off the bat is that he's already injured. He has a foot injury. I think it's a stress, not a fracture. I don't know what it was, stress something. But he has a foot injury, and he should be back around the all-star break, they were saying. So if you're the Nets off the bat to even want to trade for an injured player right now, probably not the best move considering how injured the Nets are and Kyrie playing half the games. But anyway, for Miles Turner, you're getting a guy who may arguably be the best rim protector in the NBA. He's led uh, in blocks in three of the past four years, so that's very impressive in itself. He's not much of a rebounder. He has like seven rebounds per game. He's not. He's kind of more like a Brooke Lopez type. Brooke Lopez for the Nets was always a really good rim protector, but not much of a rebounder. Kind of the same thing here with Miles Turner. Now, you have a guy like James Harden who always hangs around the rim and gets the rebounds anyway, so you don't actually need that right now, but Miles Turner would help with, you know, the rim protecting very much. The Nets definitely need that stuff, of course. He's more mobile on defense, more agile than a guy like a Lamarcus Aldridge, for instance. So that's definitely going to help there. He has the ability to stretch the floor. He takes about four three pointers a game, shoots at a thirty-three percent clip. So it's like you still have to respect that in a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has some offensive game, not a, not a crazy amount. I think Sabonis is more talented offensively, clearly, but um, you are getting a much better rim protector here. So if the Nets want to value rim protecting, then Hey, Miles Turner might be that guy. I don't know what the asking price would be here. Of course, Nick Claxton will be on the table for a team like this. I would assume you have to trade probably that first round pick for next year, the Houston pick swap, I would assume, for Miles Turner. So, um, you know, once again, do you have to add Joe Harris to make the salary work? You might have to, but. At this point, as a Nets fan, I think we do realize how valuable Joe Harris is. And the problem is, though, if Joe Harris can't come back this year, you may kind of be forced to trade him. Like, the Nets should be all in to win a championship this year, especially if James Harden does stay. So, I don't know. I, I feel like it really depends on Joe Harris's health status there. But if Joe Harris is out for the rest of the year... It makes trading for a Miles Turner, Sabonis, and giving up Joe Harris, it makes a lot more sense in that regard. Next, we have a former teammate of James Harden back in Houston. It's Eric Gordon, the shooting guard. He's making $18.2 million this year, $19.5 million next year, then an unrestricted free agent. Then has a non-guaranteed contract for 2023 slash 24. So it's pretty much a two-year investment if you're getting Eric Gordon. The guy's had injuries in the past, I mean, especially in the middle of his career, back in the Pelicans' days, but he's been more durable lately, I guess, so I mean, that's definitely a positive, and he's having a good year, he's shooting near 50% from the field, shooting 42% from three on 5.2 attempts from three per game, that's very impressive, 10 field goal attempts per game, so if Eric Gordon, you know what you're getting, a good ball handler, a guy that can score the basketball, and right now, the Brooklyn Nets need shooters and scorers, like, that's what they need, they have enough defensive guys, they have enough Bembry guys, and James Johnson guys, and Blake Griffin, Guys, they have enough guys like that. They need a score, they need an Eric Gordon type guy. Am I concerned that Gordon's now 32 33 and has an injury history? Sure, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, I do think the fit would make a lot of sense for the Nets a ball handler and a score. And you know, the guy makes not an insane amount of money, but I guess to make this salary work once again, I don't know if Joe Harris has to be part of the deal, but. If you're Houston, look, the Houston Rockets already have a lot of our picks, so why not send another one over? I mean, at this point, what the hell? I mean, you know, Eric Gordon would help this team a lot, though, I must say. I don't know if I'm, like, comfortable giving up a lot for Eric Gordon at this age and this amount of, you know, usage on his body. I don't know about that, but if they're asking for, like, one pick and it's not, like, a crazy high pick, then, like, okay, I guess I can live with it, so. Like, I don't know if you can do this, but, like, we have a pick swap with Houston for the first round in the 2023 draft maybe just give them that pick altogether like just honestly just be like hey if you know there there should be no pick swap we'll just give you the pick outright so at that point houston would have two picks for sure instead of having to swap for one i don't know if you can do that honestly but i feel like that would not be a bad idea so you have the pick swap give them that pick give them nick claxton give him bruce brown and hopefully that's enough to get it done i mean i don't know what the asking price for eric gordon would be but i do know as a fit for the brooklyn nets i think eric gordon makes a lot of sense it just i don't want to pay a ton for the guy up next we have jeremy grant of the detroit pistons making 20 million dollars this year 27 years old And this one would excite me a lot. Like, I think Jeremy Grant would be a nice fit for the Nets. He's not known as a scorer, but he can score. He's averaging nearly 20 points per game. He shoots 41% from the field, 34% from three. So it's not, like, the most efficient guy. We get that, of course. But what Jeremy Grant can offer this Nets team is a wing presence that can play amazing defense like he's lanky as hell he's a great shot blocker for you know his position his size and he can stick with anybody so jeremy grant i mean the nets have been so bad defensively recently so if you get a guy that can offer some offense like grant does and offer the defense that he does I think that would be a good fit, honestly. Now, do the Pistons want to trade him? I don't really know about that. I mean, you would think the Pistons are going to be in more of a rebuild the next couple of years and Grant's now being 27 on a bigger contract. Is he a part of the future? I'd probably say no to that. So if you're the Pistons, I think it makes sense to trade him for younger assets. Now, who would they ask for from the Nets? You're looking at Nick Claxton, probably Javon Carter, probably the 2023 uh, you know first round swap with Houston. And maybe that second round swap in 2023, I don't know how much it would take. I think Grant is more of a valuable asset, um, you know, than than most guys on this list. I mean, no disrespect to the other guys, but I think Grant's looked at pretty highly amongst the NBA for how he runs the floor, how he plays defense, so... Yeah, I don't know if it'd be like a crazy asking price, but I also think the Pistons would be content keeping him unless they got an offer that, like, that really blew them away, so that's a concerning part of it, so it's not as realistic, but I think Grant would fit the Nets pretty well. It would excite me very much, it's just, I don't think it will happen. Next, we have Terrence Ross of the Orlando Magic, who is 31, making $12.5 million this year, $11.5 next year. This would be more of a desperation move. It's not something I want to happen, and he has to be one of the most inconsistent players in the NBA. He was kind of like um, like Marcus Thornton. If you're uh, a Nets fan from back in the KG and Pierce days, the Nets acquired Marcus Thornton, and he was one of those guys that can heat up uh, in a hurry. But also, was like when, he, when he shot ineffectively, he was not a useful player at all. He, he hurt the team a lot more than he helped the team. And Terrence Ross does nothing for you defensively, but as i said the nets have been so bad with scoring this year at certain points especially with kevin durant out it's like do you make this move to temporarily help the team until durant comes back i mean the nets are in such a slide right now as a team having lost seven gonna be eight probably in a row um at what point do you just say like hey we need scores and maybe sending a second round pick to the magic for terrence ross or maybe even giving them like a bruce brown or something and javon carter hopefully that's enough to get a guy like terrence ross so I don't think I don't know how much it would help the team, but the Nets are just in such a need of a guy that can just come off the bench and put the ball in the basket. I mean, Cam Thomas does it, but he's 19, 20 years old. So it's like, you know, that's just one guy. Um, I don't see the Nets making this move, but I do think it's a possibility. We've seen it with Brooklyn before with Marcus Thornton. So I know it's a different regime that was back in the. Billy King days, but still, it's a possibility, it just would not really excite me that much. Next we have Kings forward Harrison Barnes who is 29 years old making 20.2 million dollars this year. He has 2 years left. Next year he's making 18.3 million dollars so it's not like the worst investment in the world and for Harrison Barnes he's been a good shooter in recent years looking at his numbers he has shot over 38 percent from three in each of the past four seasons he's shooting 40 percent from three this year on five attempts per game shooting 45 percent from the field it was 49 last year so the guy's an efficient like scorer. so that would help the Nets he's a wing guy and Honestly, it's weird because he started out his career as a better defender, and for some reason his defense has dropped off a lot in recent years. I don't know exactly what the answer to that is, but like, he has good size. He's 6'8", 225, so you would think with that size he'd be a better defender, but unfortunately that's not the case. But with Harrison Barnes you're just getting a guy that can create his own shot and be a catch-and-shoot guy, which would help out this team a lot, really. So you know, he doesn't add much in the defensive end, but when you're talking about shooting and scoring, which the Nets do need once again, Harrison Barnes could be that guy. If you are the Kings, you're probably looking for more future assets. So you're looking at giving up that first-round pick that was, you know, the Houston pick swap, which is probably the Nets' own pick, of course, because in all likelihood, the Brooklyn Nets will have a lower pick than the uh, Houston Rockets this year. So you have that, and then maybe offer Nick and the the young assets, So maybe give him Bruce Brown, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the uh, actual return for a Harrison Barnes would be, and there are some other players in the Kings that could be up, of course, you know, that could be traded, guys like Buddy Heald, even De'Aaron Fox has been rumored, so there have been names thrown out there, Marvin Bagley, so, yeah, I don't expect to get multiple guys from the Kings, but I think Harrison Barnes, for the Nets' perspective, might not be a bad move. We're looking for more of catch-and-shoot guys, guys that can create their own shots, and Harrison Barnes, who was once a top-five pick, he can do that. And last, we have Kemba Walker, 31 years old, making 8.7 million dollars this year 9.1 million dollars next year now how realistic is this i don't know because would the knicks potentially help the nets try to make a finals run i don't know about that i find it hard to believe but you never know if the nets give them nick claxton plus a pick for kemba Walker, you're looking at like okay like that probably is worth it in their case but I think Kemba Walker I mean do the Nets lose that trade by the way they might because Nick Claxton I think has a much better future than Kemba Walker at this point but the Nets as I said should be all in to win right now next year the year after like uh, under Kevin Durant's contract at least the Nets should be all in to win with this roster and I think that Nick Claxton's up for free agency next year or this upcoming offseason so the Nets would have to pay him anyway so at this point I think Kemba Walker as insurance for Kyrie Irving especially would be a fine move. He can still create his own shot. He still shoots the ball pretty well. So I just feel like for home games where you can't have Kyrie Irving, especially in the playoffs if the mandate doesn't change or something else doesn't change, you're looking at Kemba Walker as really good insurance for Kyrie Irving. They're not near the same player at this point, of course, but Kemba Walker is not a ridiculously far drop off from, you know, Kyrie to like, let's say Mike James from last year. You know what I mean? Like we're getting like a decent backup uh, point guard here. So Kemba for the last few years has shot between 35%, 38% from three his field goal percentage usually in like that 40 to 42 range. So I mean, he's not going to kill you as a shooter. Like he'll, he'll be fine, honestly. So if we can get that at the point guard position and the guy that can sometimes create for others, it's, it's not the worst move in the world. I just don't think the Knicks would do that trade to help the Nets. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the Knicks may look at Nick Claxton and be like, that's an asset we want for the future. And maybe they do in fact do it. So I have no idea, but I do think Kemba would be nice insurance for Kyrie Irving in case the mandate never changes. So that will do it for the video. I will make my next Nets video on Thursday night. That will be post-trade deadline. And we have a game that night as well against the Wizards. And hopefully that can be a win for us. We'll find out there might be uh, the end to our losing streak, hopefully, at that point. But anyway, I'll talk to you guys then. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. And I will talk to you next time.